Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. Amen. You want to say good evening to someone by your side, in front of you, behind you? God bless you. Thank you, everyone, who is joined to our beautiful exchange service tonight online. Wherever you are joining us from, we want to bless God for your life. It's a good place to be as we hold this service together. Praise the Lord. So we started this series. Uh, so I continue from where I stopped last week, um, Wednesday, the fact that God has uh, a system of wealth creation. He has his own um, ecosystem. He has but his own ecosystem kind of um, uh, because he's the God of the universe. So he swallows up uh, this world system and all these things that are around us. So his own ecosystem is not for individual but for the benefit of all. Uh, that's why his reign we always fall both on the just and the unjust. That's why if somebody who doesn't believe in him uh, dare to have a farm, it causes his rain to fall upon that land. Because we know that at the end, when that person has the harvest, he's not just going to, he or she will not feed himself or herself alone, but he will feed the whole uh, human beings. Praise the Lord. So we started. And we looked at something. Um, I, I, I have to just go back again and prayerfully consider it. You know, I mentioned 2020 last week, and I want to say, I, I mean, I, I got these things which I wrote down. Uh, 2020 was a year given by God to prepare his body for the future. And you know the event of 2020, uh, everyone was locked in, we call it lockdown. We're just locked in. But for many believers who are sensitive, like the sons of Issachar, who had the understanding of the times and who knew what Israel ought to do, there is a measure of preparation. In case you are not aware, that's why I'm calling your attention to it. So it's designed by God for the believer to be able to prepare for the future. And I mentioned last week, but we came back in 2021. Everybody is just trying to get back. 2022 was when commerce and economics resumed uh, in, in full. And then there were world land, landmark events in our world. And then 2023 is here. And even for our own country here, for those of us in Nigeria, it was a remark it's been a remarkable year for us. So, but it's still given to us by God to prepare for the future. So 
2020 represent peace and purity. Peace in the sense that we are all locked in. I mean, I still have some of those pictures on my phone uh, where planes were parked, where they were covered up. And some of us, we've forgotten some of those pictures, but I keep, I keep them in case you want, you pay, Sha. And uh, where some troubled sea that has not been blue in years suddenly became blue. There was a renewal on the face of the heart. Let me put it that way. I mean, these are ways believers should interpret things. Ordinarily, where you don't see animals, all of them came back. And because God is, was renewed the face of the heart. And these are things that we need to have understanding. So it represents peace and then purity. And then that year stands for harmony and then prosperity because the face of the heart was renewed. And then 2020 itself stands for new beginnings. New beginnings. In fact, from that 2020, if you, are, if you can hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, everything that feeds hope started feeling new. And that was what has brought us into this time. So more like God is saying to us, don't worry about the past because everything has been cleansed as you come into this awareness. And you can rest knowing that you will soon be refreshed. So I don't know uh, the stage at which you are. Um, this year uh, and then the one subsequent year, for so many of us, in our career, in our businesses, in our family, it will be a time of rest, a time of refreshing. The Bible talks about times of refreshing because what God has done in preparing us is defining things for many of us. There is clarity. Uh, there is specific clarity in certain instances. Uh, so I need to remind you of that. And what will begin to happen from this point on, what is that? Your relationship, so you can spread it. Your relationship will begin to prosper as new people walk into your life because of the purity of your spirit to receive instruction from the Lord. And in Exodus 20, 20, interestingly, Moses told the Israelites, he said, do, do not be afraid. He said, for God has come to prove you so that your fear, the fear of the Lord, reverential respect for God, will be with you and will consistently keep you in the center of his will for your life. So I want you to please understand that. I, I said on Sunday, why are we teaching this at this time? It's not for covetousness. One of the things they taught us in the church is that we use God as a means to an end. And so it, it, it's, this is how it works. A lot of people want to prosper uh, because they want to show. A lot of people like to prosper because they want to belong to a class of men, the elite of our world. So if that is our own motivation for prospering, we are not different uh, from the capitalist world. Some of you knew, I mean, we were discussing it in the office before we came into the service, uh, the things, how people play themselves in the marketplace. Uh, two giants are currently fighting over what? Over what comes to who? But you know, God's kingdom, we have more than enough. And we can partake and we are still filled. We can partake and still, because his name is El Shaddai. 
the big-breasted one. But wealth creation is not for selfishness. I also need to clarify that. So last week, uh, we were talking here that God has a wealth-generating system that cannot fail. Austerity doesn't, doesn't affect it. A budget of nations will not affect it. God has his own ecosystem. And God expects the believers to understand it. And the whole essence of it is that so that believers can represent him more in our world. The heavens, even the heavens belong to God, but this heart he has given to the sons of men. Can I have an amen tonight? And we said in a very quick exhortation last week that, hey, don't be deceived. It's a mindset that we should change. Money answers everything. Many people will believe that that statement is kind of, no. There are many places we need money that we don't have to pray if money is available. Healthcare system, you don't have to pray. There's no need for, 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 uh, there's no need for prayer and fasting. Good roads, there's no need for prayer and fasting. Good security, there's no need for prayer and fasting. Once money has its own place, and it has its own place in the scheme of things. For us to preach the gospel, we need money. Let no one deceive us. Imagine if we have 3D cameras and all these things, and people can do, uh, this is the time of AI, isn't it? We are evolving into it. There's so much we can use that for the sake of spreading the gospel. So we need money. And it's a mindset. You know, it's a little mindset if we feel that, oh, we just want our bills to be paid. No, it's a little mindset. God is bigger than that. God is bigger than that. God is interested in the world. He loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whatever it will take for us to get that message to the world, we need to get it. I just got a copy, uh, a souvenir from King's Charles. And, um, and I saw the things that were printed in that little Bible. I mean, the whole thing is that they are saying to us that this is the foundation of our country. Whatever makes us great is in a person, the king of kings. I was really, really surprised. So when you say some of these places, they don't know what they are doing. Some people who know the foundation, who know the history, they know what they are doing. And unfortunately for us, we are the ones in Africa who we change our own narrative. What our whole great forefather was concerned is how to do witchcraft, sorcery, and all that. So we don't really, really have, when you look at the generation, and that's why we need to change it. We need to change it. There's a video of a young man that is trending currently. They caught him somewhere, the security guards, Niger, caught him somewhere in, in, in Ogun State. He was trying to drop, uh, they said he's a Yahoo Plus boy. He was trying to drop uh, certain... Um, Sacrifices are the so they asked him, the vigilante asked him to hit it. So, as he was hitting it, he was coughing. So, they, they just cut off the video. But I realized that whatever they put as concussion for him is going to probably affect his life or affect whatever. But he was hitting it and he was begging them. They said he should swallow it. He wasn't swallowing it and he was coughing. So, it takes me to my message. This one that we have entered is not for covetousness is for batting to be passed and we must be able to use it very well to the advantage of the kingdom of God. Can I have an amen? 
So we said last week, three fundamental reasons why we create wealth and we need to create wealth. Number one, to fund the kingdom work. That's our responsibility, to fund it. He said, go into all the world, Matthew 28, 18, and preach the gospel. That's the mandate. Number two, to provide wealth for our own household. First Timothy 5, 8 says, if any one of us will not provide for our own household, he said, we are worse than a non-believer. We are worse. So, and number three, to subdue the earth. We have a dominion mandate over us. We have a dominion mandate. I mean, for those of you who work in corporate setting, they don't pray, they don't stung, they just put strategies together. And that strategy is only one. More money, more money, more money. And because they know that it's a force, once they have it, they are in control, they are in charge. They can do certain things the way they want it done. Praise God. Praise God. To subdue the art. I mean, people will say, oh, these people have an agenda. Uh, let's also have money, put money together and have our own agenda. There are things that we need to do. We need to write scripts. We need to make new films. There are agendas being pushed through that. We need to redefine fashion. We need to redefine entertainment. And it takes money to be able to do it. Whoever has the money influences policies. We need to change the curriculum. That's how, like I mentioned to you, this is what I want you to begin to expand in your mind. It's beyond paying house rent or paying school fees or driving a good car. All those ones are byproduct. But the main essence is number one, to fund the gospel. Two, to be able to provide for our own household. Three, to be able to establish the dominion mandate that we have. Can I have an amen? And if that is our mindset, we will have so we will create wealth, but we will not be attached to it. Can I have an amen tonight? So it's very important for us to understand it. And I said lastly last week that we need to realign or align our thinking about wealth creation with God so that we can operate in his own ecosystem. And that's what God wants us to be, uh, to do. So last week, I was supposed to do eight keys to God's system of wealth that we can learn from. Uh, but today, I'm sure that I'll be able to do only four. We'll continue uh, the rest next week, Wednesday, by God's grace. So Proverbs 8, where uh, Minister David um, read earlier on, that's, that will be my test for tonight. Proverbs 8, we take it from verse 12. Okay, let's take it from verse 10. Let's take it from verse 10. He said, receive my instruction. Can you see? Can you see the difference, please? We were taught in church that we should go after silver, uh, go after choice gold and all that. But hey, look at what he's saying here. Receive my instruction and not silver. Receive my instruction and not capital. You know, when people say, oh, uh, I, I would have loved to start this business, but no capital. The starting point is to receive instruction first. Through that instruction, capital will come. Can we, can, can, did you understand me, brothers and sisters? So receive my instructions and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. 
By this time, you know that the word wisdom here is a person. 1 Corinthians 1, it said, Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, the wisdom of God. So it says, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire in this world cannot be compared with her. He said, high wisdom dwell with prudence. Can you see financial management there? And find out knowledge and discretion. Can you see creative ideas there? He said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the, all the, and the evil way. And the perverse mouth I hate. Verse 14 says, counsel is mine. So if you have wisdom, you have access to his counsel. And sound wisdom. He said, I am understanding and I have strength. This is our stake. He said, by me, kings reign. We have been made kings and priests unto God our Father. So if we want to reign in life, we have to embrace counsel, his counsel. We have to embrace his sound wisdom in whatever we are doing. He said, by me, kings reign and rulers decrease justice. He said, for by me, prince rule and nobles all the judges of the heart. He said, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. Can I have an amen? He said, when we find him, verse 18 says, riches and honor are with him. Enduring riches and righteousness. So you can be rich and you can be righteous. You can be rich and you can have a good standing with God. He said, my fruit is better than gold. Yes, than fine gold. American revenue is better than choice saver. He said, I traverse the way of righteousness and in the midst of the path of justice that I may cause those who love me to inherit words that I may fill their treasures or treasury, treasury, not treasure, treasury, treasury, treasury. So can you see the expectation of God? When you are measuring wealth, is the country that has treasury, isn't it? But hey, the design of God is that us as individuals, we can have. We can have it. Praise God. So, number one, key. We'll keep repeating this key as we go through this teaching. Number one, God is your sole source. God is your sole source. You have to understand this principle. If God be God, we follow him. If we indeed know that he's our sole source, then all our ideas, all our motivation, all the things that guides us in the be to do word creation or to create word for the kingdom must be guided by him. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, can we read it together? Philippians chapter 4. I mean, that's one of the scriptures that personally I think we have also abused in the body of Christ. He said, can we read it together from TPT first, then we read Amplify, and then we read KJV. One, two, three, go. I am convinced that my God, can you see? It's a personalized conviction. My God, we do what? Fully satisfy every need we have. Said, for I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. 
Can we read? One, two, three, go. Your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And the last one, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So God is the sole source. If you want to operate in his ecosystem, you need to acknowledge him as the source. The word source is the same word where it's translated, Abba Father. It means the source of everything. In First Chronicles 29, it talks about yours is the greatness, yours is the power, yours is the riches, yours is the, you are the one who can make anyone great. Like we said, I think on Sunday, there are two ways that you, people can get this prosperity or wealth. The Babylonian system and then the God's kingdom. So the kingdom way is what we are pursuing as believers. The Babylonian system, we know what it's full of. I mean, people hack themselves. People do stuff to be able to provide that alternative. But for us, if we really, really want to walk in kingdom world, we must recognize that God is our sole source. It takes a whole lot of spiritual work to get to this point, please. Because you will have needs. Alternatives will be, will be rushed at you. In fact, people will even bring alternative things. But it takes work. And that work is that daily work. We read it in our test. We need to take instructions from him. If you don't, there are many things people will suggest to you in life. Do you know that there are believers who believe that you cannot do clean business? And as long as you are in that frame of mind, you may not get this. So it's a walk. It's a walk, which means a walk that we probably suggest that you walk away from certain opportunities. It's a walk. So, but hey, once God sees your heart, that hey, you are making him that sole source, he has a way to rearrange our path as we walk with him. Can I have an amen tonight? So, God is our source. You know, in, in, in understanding this, please, I also want us to understand that once you have it, then you will put premium on work. If you have this understanding, brother, sister, we will put premium on work. In Proverbs 22, verse 29, it says, See thou a man who is diligent in his work. He will not serve mere men. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, because one of the things, when we, uh, when one of the things we've also been taught in church about miracles, miracles for many people is that something that just happened and supernaturally money just comes into your hands. No. No. There must be a means of expression. There must be a means of expression. I mean, there is another scripture that we've been taught that people have wrapped their mind also that the wealth of the sinners is laid off for the just. That wealth transfer, how is going to come? It's going to come on the platform of work, on the platform of dignity of labor. That's how it's going to come, that you are preferred. 
the way you deliver your own service is preferred. The way you have allowed the wisdom of God to walk through your life is preferred. You don't do something shoddily and will expect to enter into certain realms. So it's very important. If God is our source, we will recognize that he's the one who has given us. In fact, Paul was encouraging that second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. He said, we have heard that some people are walking in disorder. And he made that pronouncement. Whoever will not walk, let him not heal. He should not heal. So we need to understand that God has been our source. He will need a platform. So it may be a business that he has given you. It may be an outfit. God needs that platform. God is not a magician. No, no. God is prudent with his resources. In fact, when he rained manna, because some people have taken that to be the excuse why they won't go to work. I mean, when he rained manna, it was situational. They were in the desert, so there's no way they could farm. There's no way. And they are moving consistently. He won't break his law. So he had to supernaturally provide for them at that instance. So, but we need to know that God has given us work as a means of expression where he can build wealth to our heads. Can I have an amen? So everything we need is in God. Is in God. So it did not, God did not intend us to turn to anything else as our source. Not even our families. Not the credit cards. Not the government. No matter the program of the government, that's not the source. God is the source of our supply that we read. God is the one. Everything we need to thrive, power to produce wealth, ability of any kind, the blessing that produces wealth resides in God. Can I have an amen? And you know, please think about this. The Bible does not say God will make you wealthy. What the Bible says is that God will give you power to get wet. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know we, we do these things spiritually. Uh, God will make you a millionaire. Mm -mm, you, that's millionaire. Eh? It comes on the platform of the dignity of labor. Eh? What I mean, God has given us work to expose our potential. That's the thing. So, even as an employee, you can't be a lazy employee. You must be thinking as an employee, you must allow the wisdom of God to think through you with ownership mindset. That's how to produce wealth. Ownership mindset. We are stewards. We are stewards. So, as an employee, I should work as if, if I'm the owner of this business, how will I work? for you to generate sufficient enough money so that I can be paid a salary. Can I have an amen tonight? So our perspective as God being our source must be that our focus is on him, that wisdom we need comes from him, and we acknowledge him. Number two tonight, which is closely to number one, business is the only system that can create wealth. I know these days we are talking about entrepreneurs and all that. But the truth is that what God promised to do, brothers and sisters, even if you are saying, I don't have aspiration to become a business person and all that, you can do a career and invest your money in businesses as led by him. 
Can I have an amen? That is the platform. That is the platform. Someone said something very years, many years ago, and he stayed with me. He says, your employers cannot make you a millionaire. Not this capitalist system that people work. He said, the only way you can become a millionaire working for somebody else is when you steal their money. And he stayed with me. So what am I saying tonight? Let's do a mind shift. So even if I'm handing two millionaires as we speak, you know the mind shift for us in this phase of our life should be that, I mean, God can entrust something into my hands that I'll be able to pay other people two millionaires. Do, do you understand that? It's a mind shift. It's a mind shift. And everyone that we see that are operating, are creating value in our world, like we say here in our local palace, they don't have two heads. And our desire should be that God will use us to bat something that can create wealth in this world. Can I have an amen? It may be a product, it may be a service, but business, I will say it again, business, business, doing business, eh? Business, 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 business is the only system that can create wealth. You know why I know that? In Luke chapter 19, verse 13, one translation says, engage in business until I come. That's Jesus speaking. Engage it. Engage in it. We don't have scriptures displayed tonight. Engage in business until I come. So, we want wealth transfer. The one spoken in Proverbs 13, 22. It's not an event, oh. You know, and that's what we all want. And I'm saying this for us tonight in preparation. Even as a graduate, you don't have work. Hey, make yourself useful. Be productive. I understand that even in this nation as we speak, why some people are sleeping at home, some people are knocking on doors of complaint and say, I, this is who I am, this is where I am. I, I, they've researched. They say, I just want to volunteer here. Can I do an internship here? And people have gotten job through that means. Because maybe 99% of people will not do that. Will not even knock on those doors. What am I saying tonight? For us who are believers, the stakes must be higher. We must do business. Which translation is it? Okay, amplify. We must. That's the orientation. Even if you are working as an employee, treat it as an ownership responsibility. Can I have an amen? amen. I mean, Jesus also says something. Whoever is not faithful in little things, greater things will not be committed into his hands. Be that employee, for example, who do more, who go the extra mile, who, who, who want to see that project succeed more than any other thing. I mean, you, we live in a very sarcastic world. Some people will say, are you the MD? Are you even the MD? He's already playing golf at uh, Ikoyi Club. Uh, what is your own? You are too efficuish. You are too... Hey, you are building capacity for responsibility. Can I have an Amen. So, business, is it? Is that system that God works with? Like I said, 
That doesn't mean maybe every person is called to own a business, but each of us can engage in business in one form or the other. You can put money into a cause that you believe. Whether it's in purchases with your investment, whether it is in putting money, you synergize with other people, but business is that very place where there can be exchange of goods and services for profit or for economic gain. We must have that mind shift. We must have that mind shift. Our own parents, for example, I mean, we're talking about Africa just now. Our own parents, most of the time, they would stay on a job until they turn 60 and they get, all they get is that gold wristwatch. I don't think they give them anymore. No. No. Do business. Do business. Do business. Do business. And I, like I said, it's a preparative period. Even if you are running business now, like I said, there is more. There is more. So engage your mind productively at this time. Download things from heaven. How to expand that business. How to see possibilities for more. How to walk upon your high places. Business, it is. There is nothing else. Business, it is. The blessings of the law, or the blessing of the law, will rest more on the works of your hand. God will prosper mobile so that he can continue to pay you. Because that's what happened to Joseph. He was there in the house of Potiphar. And because he was very diligent, the Lord causes, he said the Lord was with Joseph and causes everything that he did to prosper. So as long as we are in that workspace, God will prosper the place. So they can re- increase your salary to any amount of money. It's because you are there as a light. And many lights are probably in that place. But hey, the focus is God will prosper the works of your head. Can I have an amen? Number three tonight in, in God's system, all business require work. All business. It requires work. It requires work. It requires work. In Proverbs 14, 23, he said, all hard work will bring a profit. All hard work. So, God's system of work creation, even if you look at the work of creation, those seven days, God did work all. And the Holy Spirit was present to help. But it was a, quite a whole lot. Systems, structures, everything that he did within that, that seven days. Or six days. And he rested on the seven days. So, all business require work. 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 Someone shared a story. It was once on a flight from Lagos to London. And he met someone a known business icon in the society. said that from the time that plane took off, said he was watching TV, was doing all that he was doing, but he realized that this man was just busy where he sat. He said he slept off, he woke up, and this man was still working. He went into the toilet, he said, he said after some time, he just picked his book that, ah, okay, this is how these things work. He said by the time they were landing at Etro, at around uh, 5, 6 in the morning, the man just pricked his beef crate that he was so sure he was leaving for a meeting. He said that also changed his perspective. 
Fine. People say he's a very rich man, but there was also hard work that is attached to it. I pray that this time of our preparation, God will open our eyes to see. I love this translation. He said, if you want to reign in life, don't sit on your hands. Instead, work hard at doing what is right. He said, for the slacker, we end up working to make someone else succeed. That's punchy. Wow. Proverbs 12, 24. That's very instructive. Amen? I said amen. amen. Let your amen give you power or motion. I know that hits everyone. Wow. The slacker will end up working to make someone else succeed. Ah. Let me not pray the prayer that we usually pray. That we will not be slacker in Jesus' name. I don't want to pray that prayer so that it doesn't end. I want that scripture to challenge you and I. I look at another one, verse 27. He said, a passive person won't even complete a project. Wow. But a passionate person makes use, good use of his time, wealth, and energy. So, let's go back to verse 24. Let me, let me point out something to us. 24, 12, 24 that we read earlier on. Look at what I want to point out. It says, don't sit on your hand. Instead, work hard at doing what is right. So it means it's not just hustling. That we use the word. Verse 27, look at what it says. It says, we are passionate, making good use of our time, our wealth, and our energy. You know, most of the time, we've also been taught that when we retire, that's when we will now do our own things. No. When you retire, you don't do anything. You are useless to yourself. So please, at this time, let's, let's have a routine. And a whole lot of the time, let me also say this about this work. A whole lot of the time, we focus on enjoyment. The time of preparation, let's also focus on delayed grat gratification. It's very important. It's very important. Praise God. I said, praise God. So please, all hard work will bring a profit. So work is not a curse. Work is not a toil. We hear people complain about their jobs, how much they dread Mondays. That's because they haven't had a revelation that their work is more than a paycheck. Work was God's idea, which means it is a good idea. Work is given to expose our potentials. Work doesn't kill. Hard work doesn't kill. Smart work doesn't kill. Because those are the words that we use. Whether it's hard or smart or light work, Work exposes our potential. There is more to you when you expose yourself to work. You will be shocked at how much things can come out of you. God says he will bless the works of our hands. That means we can expect much than a natural return on our work. In Proverbs 14.23, what does he say? Proverbs 14.23. Proverbs 14.23. 
I mean, in one translation, he say, in all labor, there is profit. So this one says, if you work hard at what you do, great abundance, not just abundance, great abundance will come to you. But mere talking about getting rich, while living to only pursue your pleasure, will bring you face to face with war. Wow. Wow. You know, you know, you know, you know, this counsel, this advice, I mean, is, I mean, these things are inspired by the richest man who ever lived. So it must have been that he has, he has, he has a first-hand experience of this truth. He has a first-hand experience. So work doesn't kill. Smart, hard work, it does not kill. It does not kill. That means we can walk and we can get increase. So whatever we put our hands to, we prosper and succeed. Only if we can continue to walk at it. Only, only, only. And number four, which is the last one for tonight, business is our promised land and proving ground. Business, business. Business, running a business, that is our promised land. And Christianity is not, we're not signing up for utopia. No, it's something that is real, it's practical. So when we own a business, that is the promised land. When we own a business, that is the proven ground. So we will have uptown, downtown in business. But our consistency is what actually establishes us in that land. Can I have an amen tonight? So it's very important. Genesis 22:1. So there must be proving. Genesis is that after this event, God tested and proved Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, What? Here I am. So it's very important. Abraham was a livestock farmer. Abraham was rich in silver and gold. So he must have worked. He must have produced something that has brought silver and gold as a means of exchange for that value. And he kept them in reserves. So it's very important that business, when we talk about promised land today, I mean, one of the ways we can actually measure it is that when we Engaging business, that is our promised land. Like I said, we will be proven. Tests will come. I mean, we must, as kingdom people, also be able to differentiate between failure and then, uh, what's the other one? Fail, failing and then being, being um, there's a difference between failure and event, Abby. Failure is an event. I'm looking for one word. Eh? So we use business to learn. That's it. We prove ourselves in it. Sometimes we lose money until you master money, as it were. You lose money. You gain sometimes. But hey, because you lose money doesn't mean it's time to pack up the business. Sometimes people in our world They've experienced bankruptcy and they came back. Why? Work, business is an opportunity. 
to be proven. It's an opportunity. Working with other people, it's an opportunity to be proven. Working for yourself is an opportunity to be proven. Whichever way, when we understand how God's system works, we cannot put work at the, uh, at the back burner. And tonight, please, how do we prove ourselves in closing? Faithfulness in little things. Faithfulness, it's a measure of proving, being proven. Faithfulness in little things. So be faithful in how you conduct your business. Be faithful in how you work for other people. Be faithful in how you handle money. Be faithful in how you treat other people in business. Be faithful in how you live your life. You live your life. So faithfulness. Second area, faithfulness in where we are now. We are preparing ourselves for things to come. But faithfulness in where we are now. If you work for a school, focus your effort on the success of that school. If you work at a restaurant, be dedicated to that course with excellence. You work in any sphere of life, be the best. So faithfulness in here, where we are now. Faithfulness. And it's very easy to learn many of these things while you are working for other people. Because when, when you are faithful in little things, responsibility will be committed into your hands. Faithfulness in little things, faithfulness in where we are now. Let me introduce one that a lot of us don't want to wear here. Faithfulness when you are working for unjust bosses. Faithfulness. When you are working for unjust bosses, how many of us have worked with mean people before? I have. Probably I will still. If you are not ready to be used in this world, you can't make it in business. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. People don't want to hear that. And we, I'm talking to a, also a generation that is entitled. A generation that wants things to be done for them. No, you have to be used. Somebody has to use you. All those using, be used, put your brain in a good default setting for responsibility. One ask people who run business, even those who run business among us, they've been used somewhere. Go and ask those who run business around us. They've been underpaid somewhere. Go and ask people who run business around us. They've been shortchanged for many things. If I don't know how to translate this word in English. What if only one back or that? Yeah, that's the thing. You have to be used. But you see, all those things had up. Go and also, also ask them. They had up in the bid to serve other people. They met people who like they are sowing seed into their future. They will tell you that some of those people are like Onesimus to them in the present day business that they are doing. So it's very important. Faithfulness in working for unjust bosses. You know in the scripture that one says, Oh, oh, G-O-W-O from the boss. No. No. 
But the fact that you met Laban doesn't mean that God hasn't equipped Jacob for that season. So faithfulness in the little things, faithfulness in where we are now, faithfulness in working for unjust bosses. Please determine to to be a good steward on your job. Even when you are working for someone who isn't so nice like Laban. You know Laban changed Jacob's wages ten times. He gave him wife twice. So he's a very shrewd, crafty man. In fact, part of Jacob's prayer in one place, he said, now, I mean, when Jacob came to himself, he said, Lord, if you go with me, because that was the beginning of his own promotion. He knew he can't do anything on his own strength anymore. He knew because Jacob also was, if Laban was 419, Jacob was 444-1111-9999. It was like, uh, the person that they are, uh, the person who wants to die, meet somebody who's ready to kill him. But when Jacob came with an encounter with God to receive his wisdom, to receive his instruction, things were better. The same Jacob, who was very smart, saw Esau coming from afar. Uh-uh. He said, My master, my lord. <laughs> But please, I mean, what God has laid upon my heart tonight is for us to have a little mind shift on this business aspect. There's a business aspect of life. And all of us must become skillful in that. So faithfulness when working for unjust bosses. And the last part, faithfulness with another person's business. Some people, believers, they betrayed the trust of other people. They committed businesses into their hands and they just mismanaged things. I've heard stories upon story. Um, so my counsel to everyone who live on the other side of uh, the globe is that don't do things except you are very sure. I mean, people have disappointed people in different ways. Brothers have betrayed brothers, sisters betrayed sisters, fathers, uh, Children, fathers betraying their children. We've seen it all over. But hey, faithfulness in another man's business, it's very critical. You know, Jacob was able to tell Laban, despite the fact of their transaction shrewdness, he said, I have never stolen from you. Yeah. It's very important. It's very important. There are some things that must not be mentioned. If we want to create wealth, in kingdom way, there are certain things that must not be mentioned with us. You know what the Bible says? Um, when we are working with other people, it's like we are creating wealth with them. And God who sees those things, will reward us openly. So the way we treat the people we work with or we hold, uh, we work for their business, is a measure of reward. I can mention people here. Those who do uh, seminars, who do teachings, I'm not sure how many, how many seminars you've helped people hold, la la, free of charge. 
how many seminars you hold for people where they say, ah, we, I'll call you later, and they never call? Or how many people, uh, Pastor Muiwa, you have you recruit for who never pay consultancy fee? You see, all of these things add up. And then sometimes you meet those people, the next time you meet them, they are giving you a new job. They are not making reference to the job that you have done for them. It, it's like that. That's the capitalist world. But for us as kingdom people, we have to have a different perspective. And that's the business sense that I've, I've, I've introduced to us tonight. There is a language that they understand. Let's deal with them. Let's believe for the wisdom of God to deal with people. And then let's create wealth for this kingdom. I write, I like to close tonight that, hey, Psalm 1. Can we read it together? Psalm 1. If you can do TPT and other translation, it will help us. We'll continue with the other four next week, Wednesday. Like I said, God is preparing us uh, for this future that we are already in. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. Psalm 1, 1 to 6, please. to the word of I am meditating day and night in the true revelation of light he will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life he is never dry never fainting ever blessed, ever prosperous but how different of the weekend all day are his dust in the wind, driven away to destruction. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they will do succeed or endure for long. They have no part with those who walk in the truth. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their path as they move forward. Amplify Classic. Can we stand as we do that together? Can we read one, two, three, go? Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is a man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes. Stand submissive and inactive in a path where sinners walk, no seats to bear the and the mother. What is the light and desire? And on his law, the precept, the instruction, the teachings of God, they are mutually meditated, wonders and studies, and And it shall be like a tree, family planted. Tender by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. The slave also shall not fail to wither, and everything the prosper comes to maturity. Not so the wicked, those disobedient and living without God, and also, but they are like a sharp, worthless dead, without substance, without Therefore, the wicked. 
Christian Outreach Center, The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenggy.org for more.